It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Hey, everybody. How we doing? I lost my earpiece to start the show. Things are falling off the rails just as we go. Same as the Browns kicker situation. I don't need to hear anything right now. Let me tell you something. I want to talk about my trip to Pittsburgh. I want to talk about everything that happened this weekend. I went to Pittsburgh. I almost punched a guy in the face. We'll get into all this later. Everything. There's crazy things going on all around the world. We don't have time to mess around, guys. Right. Earl is on the panel. G. Bush is here as always. Here we go. Ted York has to be cut. <laughs> Forget everything else, Mike. I'm not saying hello to you or anybody. Ted York can't be trusted. Get his ass out of here, G. Bush. Right now, don't wait another second. He should have been cut already. Stop this crap. Get his ass out. There's 97 different people on the waiver wire. There's free agents. Go yeah. find one. Just find one, Earl. Hey. K Yank is no longer K York. It's K Yank. So somebody need to go yank his ass off the Browns roster. Send, send him to the airport and get him up out of here, man. You know, Kevin Stefanski said he's talented. You can go be talented elsewhere, my guy. Hey, man, you're going to get money, but you're not going to get no yeah, money here. I wish yeah. you best No luck. champagne, no rice. You, you eat nothing. My you don't God. eat nothing. I tell you what, man. You know, I, I think Kevin Stefanski is coming around a little bit. I think he's, uh, he's coming around to, to figure out that, look, I, I I can't bring him back. It's gonna cost me. It's costing me. Uh, you know, just just po- he's losing accountability points, and, and they don't. Yeah. I, if you do it too long, people won't trust you. But I think um, what he said after the sh- after the game really pretty much shows that he's probably not gonna be here very long. No doubt about it, Mike. You look a little shell shocked right now because we jumped no, we're right good. into the hey, York thing. I told ahead. you guys before the show that we could have done. And I'm not exaggerating. I called you yesterday to talk about the rundown. I called Jason. I talked to Earl and Anthony as always. We had enough content for maybe three shows just based off the stuff that happened yesterday without all the cuts that have gone through the wires and tomorrow obviously being cut day where we'll have much more to talk about. Or behind the glass on Saturday about the Cade York debacle. Me and Earl decided to hop on just kind of instinctively. We had to talk about it. Yeah. Did 20,000 views, which mm, for so, a behind the glass <laughs> reaction thing. That's awesome. That, that's crazy. crazy. And that's a testament crazy. not to us, but to the Browns fans out there who were in the same mode as Earl and I were after that happened in pure kind of panic. And yeah. we needed a little therapy session. So we appreciate you guys joining us for a little therapy. We're going to talk more Cade York, but you want to tease up what else we got going on today? Well, we're going to do the, 30, the 32 and 32. We got Nick Chubb. I got a story about my trip to Pittsburgh later. We're going to talk about Denzel Ward, a little more about that tomorrow, a little more in detail on Denzel Ward. Uh, we got the wide receiver room to discuss and Aditi Kinkabala of CBS Sports and the Browns uh, preseason games. She's going to be joining us at 12.15. So that's all coming up today, guys. But it all begins and ends with Cade York. Go and ahead. before we get to Cade York, yeah. though, 
and I apologize for cutting you off again, but I got to get one of these bad boys in. Get him in. If you have not liked or subscribed to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, do me a favor. This is McNuggets asking you, not the person sitting next to you, not the person watching next door. I'm asking you specifically. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We are doing some incredible things for football season. We have some incredible news coming up for you guys on the horizon that I literally cannot wait to share with you. We're just crossing the dot, crossing the T's, dotting the I's. This news is going to blow your socks off. I promise you it'll be worth it. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It is totally free. By the way, the um, tainted water saga continues. And thanks to my (laughs) wife who reminded me to bring my water today. You see, my son got me this cup. It's his best dad in the multiverse. Ah. I like uh, that. I like that. Also, yeah. shout out. I got to do a shout out. Quick shout out. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were, I was at the supermarket this weekend. Not my butcher, though. Mm-hmm. There was a guy looking at me, older guy, probably in his 60s. He's looking at me. And he goes, I love your show. The ultimate Cleveland sports show is the best. And it was exciting in particular because, you know, we know that because it's YouTube, our audience trends a little younger. Mm-hmm. But this guy was an older dude. He was at, le- at least mid-50s and maybe into his 60s. And he was so excited. I love all you guys. The show is awesome. It's fantastic. And I, we, I talked with him for a couple minutes. And then he saw me again later in the supermarket. He's like, I just got to tell you. Blah, 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 blah. And he's going on and on and on. He was so excited. So, Bob, shout out to you. We appreciate that you watch every day since he watches the show every day. Check this out. That We're, we're batting two for two now. Yeah. I met an older gentleman uh, Sunday. Went to Men's Warehouse out in Mayfield. Get fitted for my tux, as you all know. Mm, I got a wedding coming right. up. Uh, groomsman and the officiate, so I'm looking f- uh, forward to that. How could you be a groomsman and the officiate? Uh, that doesn't gonna, make any sense. We're going to see it in rehearsal right. how it's going to go. Only yeah. in the hood. But, <laughs> but uh, I go, and I walk in to get yeah. fitted, and he looks at me. He said, you know who you are? He says, you're Earl <laughs> Pearl. He says, I love the work you all do on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Love That's the work awesome. that you're doing the fans. So we got some fans out there who's uh, starting to understand this YouTube thing, and you know, right. how to see us there. So, uh, shout out to everybody who's supporting everything that we do. We got Absolutely. a lot going on here. Man, stop I, playing with me. You thought I didn't have no, no – somebody knew me too. Stop playing. I'm jealous. <laughs> I was somewhere and they knew me. I went to a wedding. Shout out to my Aunt Cynthia. She got married. Um, shout, shout out to out her. Aunt, my Aunt, Aunt Cynthia. Aunt Cynthia and, uh, she married a uh, good dude, Steve. And you can find love in, in later age. She That's just my, my, uh, my, my dad's older sister Damn. okay so she good out here her. moving around moving and shaking she's beautiful they did their thing was um, there good food at the wedding <laughs> come on you see it was a it was a black wedding <laughs> food was jumping like it is did like, you uh, see how he was taking it back like was I, it never good? Had what? and shout out to Mar- marion uh motley's grandson was there as well really? so wow, i gotta have time cool. to talk to him he said listen man you i love uh, you doing a lot of moving and shaking i like that so hey, it was i a got weekend i gotta cut y'all off and we gotta get the first topic but this is a new record and it's a kudos to the UCSS fan base. We're starting to meet people all over the, the city that watch the show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're six minutes in. We got a thousand viewers live right now. Wow, that is a record for the got, fastest. You, we, we get to a, over a thousand, the uh, over two thousand, sometimes over three thousand quickly. But we've never gotten to a thousand in six so minutes. So we might want to shut up. Let's and jump get right in. Let's yeah, go so ahead let's and get, get right in. Well, we we already jumped into it. The biggest story right now is Cade York. Mm-hmm. Guys, 
This is the most important season of Browns football in forever. Would anybody disagree with that? Nope. Couldn't agree more. You have the quarterback that you spent all this money and draft picks on. You put your whole franchise in his hands to some degree. And he, for the first time, will play a full season as a Cleveland Brown. Your coach is in year four. He's gone backwards since year one. Your GM's in year four. He's the one who traded for Watson. He's the one that drafted Cade York. Everything's on the line for everybody. The talent is good or better in every spot, except for probably linebacker, where they're adequate. This team has to win now. You absolutely cannot have your kicker cost you games. You know how much I hate the preseason, guys. Mm -hmm. This has been talked to death. But the only thing that me, one of the only things that me that matters in the preseason is the kicker. Because when Deshaun Watson plays, if he's playing against backups, it's not telling me much. Yep. If uh, if um, Dalvin Tomlinson plays against the backup offensive line, it's not telling me much. It doesn't matter who's playing against Cade York. It doesn't matter. If anything, it's easier because if you lose the game, it doesn't really matter in the preseason like it does in the regular season. And yet, he has been not bad. He's been a disaster in this preseason, guys. And Earl, he has to go. Listen, Absolutely. man. One day I'm going to tell my grandkids that early on in my year, in my career, I spent the first month of August talking about a kicker. <laughs> I'm talking about a kicker. K. York is an absolute disaster, as you said. You know, with this season having so much riding on it, right? I'm not going to bank the Brown season on K. York's right leg. The fact that you got one job, you know, forget everything else. You got one job to come out here and make kicks. And you have proven to, to show that, that you're not capable of doing it when the lights was on and in the big moments. I sat right here on this set two episodes ago on Behind the Glass, and I laid out a scenario that we could be in a regular season and we talk all this noise about Deshaun Watson and, you know, will he be able to lead the Browns on game-winning drives? Can he put us in position to win? You trot us down there for a game-tying uh, touchdown and all we need is the extra point and he misses it. Or you get us down to a certain point of the field and he can't even hit a damn 43-yard field goal. Yeah. We are not about to bank our entire 2023 season on K. York's right leg. And the fact that they went this long without no kicking competition, without doing anything to put some heat up under his ass, is, is total blasphemy to me. And I heard Kevin Stefanski's comments yesterday, and they were totally different from the comments a week that ago. That they were. We'll play them in a second. Yeah, a week ago was K. York is our guy. Yeah. This week is, you know what, you're talented. And with that read to me, yeah, you talented, but you're going to go be talented elsewhere. Because we, we yeah. got too much on our line, and I fail to believe that Kevin Stefanski is that stupid to put his job in faith of K. York's right leg. I just don't see it. Gee, before you go, we got the clip, right? We do have the sound bite. Kevin Stefanski was asked on Sunday. Yeah, and remember, Earl's right. Consistently, Kevin Stefanski every week has said, he's our guy. No competition. He's our guy. And then, after yesterday's game, uh, yeah, yesterday's game, here's what he said. And do you expect him to be the kicker week one? Yeah, I think all those type of things, Scott, as, as you know, we always keep those internal as, as we uh, get through this week. Um, but uh, I'll reiterate, I think Kate is very, very talented. I remember also Cade York was a little short with the media after the game too. G, what do you um, say? We also have that clip if you want to hear that as well. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you, you want to hear that first? Yeah, go ahead. Tee up, get this off. 
This was from Darren Smith. He sent us this, and then we tweeted oh, it out. Man. Steve, you can take it. You, I mean, you talked a lot about the way you you kick during practice, and we've seen it in practice. How frustrating is it that that's not carrying over? I mean, you, I mean, how much have you sort? I know you have probably, but you know, how much have you kind of tried to self-diagnose why why that's that's not carrying over? Um. Like I said, it's been super frustrating, and I watch film, and I work on practice, and it looks great in practice, so it's been plenty of self-diagnosing, so. How much did you want that, you oh, know, gosh. want that opportunity? Come on, man, that's like six I questions. I, of course, I freaking want to put it through. That's not, dude. I mean. So, you know, that, you know, pressure bus pipes. He answered the questions in a way, shape, or form that he plays the game, which is emotional. You can't be emotional and be a kicker. Like, he should have just said in that clip, you know what, listen, it's not good enough. I've been missing kicks. I've been working hard in practice. Um, been trying to stick to what I'm trying to do in my mechanics. Been working with Coach Ventrone. But, you know, it, it's just not good enough. It, it's, a, it's a make or miss league, and I'm missing right now, and, and I can't put my team in that situation. People will look at you a little bit different. But I think it goes to this. Um, the Cleveland Browns have to understand that as an organization, it's not about we've been for so long. We've been building towards something and trying to find pieces of parts and trying to build a culture and, and ways of winning. But but we got to understand that there's levels to it. And when you, you step up to the next level and you are a contender, when you have the quarterback, when you have all the other pieces of parts around you, you have to start operating like contenders and look at what the San Francisco 49ers did. San Francisco spent two first-round picks to go get Trey Lance. One thing that I could commend the 49ers is, is saying this. Trey Lance didn't even really have an opportunity to play. He was injured the first year. He broke his ankle, messed up his finger the first year, uh, and, 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 and he was all out, all out all last year. Brock Purdy came in and played well, and, I, and you know what I give him? I give him credit for saying, you know what, we reached on the third-round pick, or excuse me, third overall pick, and we, we was wrong on that. Let's get him out of here. We're going with Brock Purdy. We'll move him to Dallas. What that says is I'm not going to wait too long for Trey Lance to cause me to lose football games in order to validate that, that I made the right or wrong decision. You have all of the data in front of you with Kate York. You've had last year. You've had all the training camp. He had no pressure on him. They didn't bring nobody in to, to like push him or move him as a veteran. You see what it is now. He does not have it. The emotional and mental psyche of what it is, he don't have it. And for me, I can't look at Nick Chubb or Miles Garrett or Joe Batonio and guys putting their body on the line. Hey, Marquise Goodwin is trying to come back for blood clots. And these guys are putting their, their, their careers, their bodies on the line, trying to win football games. And I'll be damned if, if I throw that and, and sacrifice all that because yeah. you spent a fourth round on a kicker. I, I don't give a shit where you drafted him. Yeah. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay, Andrew Berry, you made a mistake. That's fine. We all screw up. The greatest GMs in the history of sports F up plenty of times. It's okay. What's worse is not admitting that mistake and moving on. There's a kicker out there. His name is Robbie Gould. He's extremely clutch. Do you know how many field goals Robbie Gould has missed 
in his career in the playoffs. You know how many? I don't know. Probably zero. I'm going to guess one. Zero. 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 You know how many extra points he's missed in the playoffs in his zero. career? Zero. Wow. I think he's, tw- what, what is he? And he's and he's been around forever. So yeah. he is 29, 39 for 39 in extra points in the playoffs. He is 29 for 29 in field goals in the playoffs, including last year with the Niners, where he was eight for eight in the playoffs. There's... Why is he still out there? I was reading this morning that he wants a lot of money for a kicker. Who cares? The Browns have the most cap space in the league. So <clears throat> I don't care if it costs ten grand. Pay this freaking guy. He was still his career field goal percentage is about eighty-seven percent. Last year he was eighty-five percent. Made all his fifty-yard field goals. Made all his playoff field goals. Sign him now. What the hell are we? I don't cross out the rest of the list. There's only one guy. It's Robbie Gould. He's been an excellent kicker in his career. He is clutch. He's a veteran, but not too old. To me, it's a no-brainer. Absolute no-brainer. He should be, from what you said, he should be on the phone with him today. 100%. They should have already signed him. I mean, to your point, we talk about the Browns having all this cap space. We talk about 2023 being the most important season for this regime, right? If you got the cap space and you need a kicker, a guy that's clutch, who gives a damn what it costs? I don't care. We're trying to go win the Super Bowl now. But the one thing that really pissed me off about how K York handled himself, right? You got to understand something, Mr. York. You're a kicker. If you make your kicks, they're not even coming to talk to you anyway. That's right. That's something for you to think about. I jokingly said on Behind the Glass, man, do kickers even get a playbook? Right. It comes down to this. You got one job, right? We talk about all these pressure situations that he was in at LSU and kicking a game winner in the swamp down in Florida when the weather was crazy. All that's cool. But sometimes what you do in college, even for a kicker, don't translate to the NFL. And when you're in the NFL, when you what you do in practice, sometimes don't translate to the games. It's all right. about what you do when the lights come on and then what you do in clutch moments, right? We've seen this preseason alone, him go three for three and then get opportunities uh, for a go-ahead field goal and miss one wide to the left, one wide to the right. I am so glad that that scenario worked out the way it did against Kansas City because we all needed to see that. Yeah. We all needed to see what you was going to do when it was a pressure moment. And he so blew it again. I don't give a damn about yeah. you being 36 for 36 in training camp. And Who in cares? Practice. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're 50% in a preseason. Yeah. And that is God-awful for a kicker. That is totally yeah. unacceptable. And in terms of the uh, – one quick point, Mike, because I want to follow up on something Earl said before you go. Earl's right. Like, there's been a lot of good college kickers that, for whatever reason, are not good in the pros. If you look at most of the kickers that have been drafted in recent years, outside of Evan McPherson of the Bengals – most of them have been That's flops. Yeah. They, that Rodrigo Blankenship, who's on that list, yep. he stunk. That uh, Zane Gonzalez got drafted. He's cut. Uh, what's his name? The other – the, the – um, uh, So what, the guy from Tampa Bay? They, they Tampa said, Bay. Yeah, yeah. Like in the first or the I second I think he's out of the league already. Like yeah. You know, I mean, even Mike Nugent, who was, a, you know, ended yeah, up being around right. a long time, right. he wasn't worth where he was drafted. They blew it. It's fine. Move on. Let's go. Go ahead, Mike. One point I want to make on the York thing – Kicking more than maybe any other position in football outside of quarterback is as close to a 50-50 mental, physical battle as anything else. It's you, the football, the upright, and the 70,000 people watching. His mental, Cade York's mental side of things, clearly broken. Yeah. On the physical side of things, with the extra point that he missed that then got negated, yeah. he shanked that. He kicked that. Joe, Joe Thomas called it a helicopter kick. Yeah. I'm not a kicking expert. I know when... Someone who, like Joe Thomas, who knows football, calls it a helicopter. That's not good. No. On the field goal that got blocked, the potential game winner, 
that trajectory was like seven feet off the ground. Yeah. The kicks itself, if it didn't get blocked, was not going anywhere near the uprights. No. So not you could tell me, well, it was blocked. He slipped. Whatever. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the holder. I don't want to hear any excuses. Oh, stop with we the holder already. We have gotten so soft, and I say we as people, not necessarily us, but just people in the Twitter sphere now. When I say we, it, it turns into a lot of just social media. Made so many excuses for Cade York, and I do feel kind of bad for the guy. Why? Because it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough to have everyone no. tear you down. But that's what comes with the position. I don't feel bad for him. That's what co- I feel bad no, for Anthony no, Schwartz too. No, but real no, quick, no. you just you Business, can't man. make excuses for these guys. And Stop we have become so accustomed to excuses. He missed the kicks. Yeah, it got blocked. It. it was gonna be. It was gonna go I'm ten sick feet of blaming, right. Blame, Stop blaming the punter. The punter's actually good at his job. He's yeah. actually a good punter. Go ahead, G. You were pissed no, off no, about no, that. No, Stop just feeling sorry. Because here's the thing about Twitter, man. Here's. There's a lot of, and I don't, I don't never want to say this. There's a lot of people that ain't never done nothing physical in their life. There's a lot of people who sat on the sidelines and, put, and just watched. They didn't yeah. do anything. The reason that is important is because you know why they run and condition you and wake you up at five in the morning? Because they get all of that up out of you. All that excuse stuff. When you run in at five in the morning and you're throwing up in the trash can and then you got to lift and you got to do all this, these gymnastics and you're running them suicides or sprints or whatever the coach have you do, they make you do that because they get all of that, that extra softness out of your stomach and your chest being like, oh, it was this person's fault. or this. No, no, listen, say it's somebody else's fault again. You're going to get back on the line. That's and right. until, you, until you question whether or not you're going to die on the mm-hmm. field or not, then you don't understand that we don't make excuses. It's not the holder. We've had Dave Zastadil come on here on Twitter, who yeah. played All-American for the OU Bobcats, played for the Browns, one of the best punters for the Ravens. Dave Zastadil came on here and said, listen, it's not the hold. I'm looking at it. Guess what? I did this for a living. And the problem with Twitter is people think that their opinion is the same as pros' opinions. Yours is not. You're entitled to it, but no one liked that comment. No one cares what you think. Can I go to NASA and be like, you know what? I know why a challenger blew up. <laughs> I, I read the documentary, so I get to no. Can I go to a doctor and say how a vaccine? Well, okay. Yeah, uh, Earl, go but, ahead. But it's so funny because I don't know what McNuggets is talking about. I yeah. don't feel sorry for him. Somebody tweeted at me, and the first thing I said yeah. when I read it, you lucky you tweeted me and not bull. The guy tweeted me and said that I was being too hard on K. York. Oh. And if he, if he misses a game-winning field goal versus Cincinnati in week one, okay, cool. That's when you move on. He tweeted at me and, the same thing, Earl. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, I sat like, there like, got, you're, like you're are, are you, absurd. Are you, absurd. Are you serious right now? Some people make so many excuses for people. Listen, man, life happens and whatever. Second chances in life, I told you before. That's different. But this is, this is a business. Yeah. This is pro sports. And for the love of God, you're a damn kicker. Get, to, right. get your stuff together. That's it. So for some, for some of these fans, I feel like they're, they've seen nothing but, you know, average or above average from the Cleveland Browns. They're okay with just no, being they okay. What do you mean? They've seen uh, mostly losing. Well, mostly losing. But yeah. it's so many people that's just okay with being mediocre. It's so many people that's okay with just being okay. And it's like, how can you wrap your mind around that you got a talented team? And how important this year is, and you mean to tell me one guy? You mean to tell me that you're willing for you're willing to see K York miss a game-winning field goal against a division rival before you're willing to move on, not realizing that that three-point loss against Cincinnati can make a huge difference if the Browns make the playoffs or win a division come Week 18. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. No sense at all. A couple of things here. First Wait, of all, only because Earl says about me, can I clarify something real? Yeah, real go quick? ahead. I don't feel bad for K York, the player. He's brought this all on himself. <laughs> I feel bad for any person. 
who becomes the center of an entire tirade yeah. like that. So, Cade York, the person, I do for the player, okay. yeah, he's I don't brought this completely okay. on himself. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Cade York. I don't care. I have no, <laughs> no sympathy for him whatsoever, okay? If I was as bad at my job as he was, I wouldn't be here for doing this for 20-something years, okay? So, suck it up, pal. Don't get, get all annoyed. Um, it's a loser mentality. Ex- excuses are for losers, G. You Facts. know that. That's what Facts. you just said. That's what you said. I'm going to say it in a meaner way. Excuses are for losers. And that's what we've been doing in this town. And that's to Earl's point. He's like, we're used to mediocrity. We're, used to, we're so used to shit football in this town that mediocrity looks good. Yep. That's why, and I, you know, I know some people are going to roll their eyes here, but that's why so many people were scared to move on from Baker. Mm-hmm. Because for 20 years, every quarterback here was horrible. And when you got mediocrity, or even, and, and to be fair to Baker, for one year, you got better than mediocrity. You got pretty good. That everyone's like, I don't want to mess with that. It's just like in this town, we see this all the time at the trade deadline for all our teams. Like, don't mess with, if they're playing well, don't mess with don't the Don't mess team. with the chemistry. Don't mess with the team. No, good teams go for it. Good teams, when they're in, they push further in and further in and further in. Pause. Can you yeah, pause yourself? Thank you. Yes. Can you pause yourself? Yeah, yeah you yes. can definitely okay. pause Good job yourself. out of you. So, that's the thing. You can't get. You can't wait, as this guy said to Earl, till they blow a game. So they lose. Because I was thinking, mate, if 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 Cade York played any other position, mm-hmm. I could leave him on the bench. Yeah. Right. I got five linebackers. I got six defensive ends. Can you I got whatever. Squad a kicker. Yes. I I could leave him on the bench if he played another position. By the way, I can't. Do it. That, I can't let him cost me a game. By the way, that, not I, one. I, I, Daryl Ryder said this. Yeah. He said this. So, dude, like, what do you do? Daryl said, well, look, they may not cut him to the very last part of the cuts, right? So that gives them an opportunity to say, okay, well, no one's going to pick him up because he's been playing horrible off the waiver wire. So we're going to be able to claim him and put him back on the practice squad. I don't, I don't even, I think that's fine, but I don't think they have to wait. Who would pick him up right now? Yeah, they don't, nobody. Nobody. I mean, nobody. I, the only thing I can think of is maybe like a really bad team that sees potential in him that they don't care, like they don't care about winning. Maybe that would happen. But like if it happens, it happens. Who it, cares? Think, think about the, who's the guy, who's the running back that fumbled the ball twice? Steven, yeah. uh, you talk about uh, Jordan Wilkins. Jordan Wilkins. He's yeah. done. He's out. See ya. Yeah. Did you see when Deshaun Watson did this? Yeah, that's see ya. That was your job. That, when, he, when the quarterback's hand goes up like this, yeah, that's Jordan Wilkins' career. Going, that's I hate dumb. to be harsh, but his career just it, went up in smoke. It, and they took him right out that game. Yeah. Now, why, why is that being too harsh? Now he had two fumbles. Yeah. That was two plays that cost him his job. Yeah. I didn't see 10, 15 missed kicks for K. It's, it's enough. It's enough. We've seen enough. And you know what? Yeah. Is it possible he ends up going somewhere else and being good? Sure. Of course it's possible. You can't make decisions based on what might happen. Right now, Browns need to win. They cannot. If Going back to the Cincinnati example, let's say it's 24-23 Bengals with three seconds left in the game and Cade York steps out there to kick. Is there anybody that believes he's that is confident that he will make that kick. No, I got zero confidence. And there's no way they can believe that. And if he misses, this is how warped your mind is. Yeah. Once he misses that kick, people will then come around and say, right. oh, it's now for time for him to go. Yeah. But for the other 52 guys in the locker room, they are looking at Kevin Stefanski as a leadership. And your credibility is on the line. Yes. If you, ref- if you put one guy 
who was a kicker above 52 other guys, then we have to think about getting rid of you well, because you had an opportunity. Fair. You that's had an fair. opportunity to do something about it. Gee, he, 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 he didn't say it, but he definitely backed off his comments from a week ago. He did. He, when they asked him, yeah. is K York your kicker week one? He said, those things stay internal. <laughs> he said, but I think K York is talented. I think he's gone. And he's I, gone. I don't think yeah. there's any way. I, I hope I'm right. I, hope, I know we all hope I'm right. We're all right. I don't think he would have not answered that question if yeah. Cade York was going to be Kevin the Stefanski, and to his credit, gives yeah. the media nothing. Zach Jackson put it perfectly on Twitter. Kevin Stefanski refuses to acknowledge that it's 1140 on a Wednesday when it's 1140 on Wednesday and he's right. answering his press conference questions. The fact that he even said something, it was a non-answer, but he said something about Cade York should have told you everything you yeah, need I mean, to they, know. Yeah, they're just figuring out who they're going to bring in. But to me, it's a no-brainer. I don't know why you'd want anybody but Robbie Gould. The thing with Robbie Gould, and I don't know if you saw this, both of San Francisco's kickers got injured in the last preseason. Well, that's why you got to offer him a lot of money. I know. That I was reading that Robbie Gould is not with somebody because the guy made eight for eight in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he There's did. No, I know he's older, but he, it's not like he's 42. I think he's 38. So, like, the reason he's not on a team, I was reading, and I can't remember where I read it, but it was that he wants more money. He's worth it. Bull, go bull, sign him. Bull, sometimes when you're in the grocery store, you, you got items that's worth the money. Don't go in there. Don't go in there skimping on meat. Pause. That's, that's don't right. don't go in there <laughs> getting, getting shavings. You getting that little skirt steak and yeah. then wonder why it's hard as a hockey puck. You stop skimping. Go get you, you something. Know you get what he, you pay for. I, I believe he's the guy and this just dawned on me. There was a couple seasons he kicked in Chicago. Yes. So you've kicked in the Midwest. You've kicked where, I mean, that's right. the windy city. Well, and even San Francisco is windy. I, but, for, yeah, I know it's West Coast, but it's, it's windy. It's like, okay, you've kicked in the Midwest. You've kicked in Chicago. Yeah. You've kicked in San Francisco where yeah. it gets windy. So yeah. this is a dude who has proven over the course of his career that the elements don't mean anything. And I'm pretty sure I would love to know the numbers, but I'm pretty sure he's kicked in Cleveland Brown Stadium before. Probably. And I would love to see what his numbers is inside of Cleveland Brown Stadium. But Earl, remember we was doing a barbershop. I'm on it, Earl. Hold on. Remember we was doing a barbershop on you, Saturday. Mike. Earl was producing uh, on the barbershop, and we were on the radio, and a guy called in, and he said, G. Bush. Yeah, he did. Let me ask you a question. Why, why, is, why, is, why is that kicker even in, in Berea, in, in the Dome? Why aren't, why aren't they practicing at, at First Energy or Cleveland Brown Stadium? And it hit me, I said, that's a great question. If you are kicking outside, if you are kicking and you need to get to know the, the lay of the land, and Phil Dawson's talked about reading the flagpoles and all this stuff, why are you even showing up at practice of Berea? You should be at Brown <laughs> Stadium it. doing what you need to do, kicking permanently. We don't even need to see you. Boy, got the numbers? Uh, oddly enough, Robbie Gould's worst field goal percentage is versus the Browns. <laughs> now, I don't know if it's home or road. It doesn't break it up that way. But he's 6 of 10 kicking field goals against the Browns. But I don't know if those are in at Cleveland or that, not. That's 60%. It's the only team he is at 60%. And he's made 16 of 17 extra points against the Browns, oddly enough. Let me Whatever. ask you all this. Yeah. How much of this is an indictment on Bubba Ventrone? Because we raved about none from none. But it might not yeah. be. But I'm, I'm just throwing this out there because it's just a thought. You know, we've raved about Bubba Ventrone taking over yeah. as special teams coordinator. And safe to say, again, preseason can't take too much from it. But of all the units, the special teams unit collectively has been the worst. And I, I'm wondering like, how, how much one-on-one -on -one did him and Kay York have about his mechanics? And it could be sometimes, man, you could coach a guy up. You could give a guy all the tools. Sometimes they just can't fix the car. I, that's I, just, that's I, just I, what I don't it think is. it's Bubba Ventron at all. The guy's just not making kicks. I don't, you can't, 
Like he's not a kicker. Bubba Madrone's not a kicker. He's so we can tell him. About yeah, it. I mean, yeah, you and, know. And, I mean, it's, it's just a thought as the head guy on special teams. Yeah, how much time have, have you personally spent with K York? I blame the I blame the special teams coach for the return guys, for the coverage, for 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 uh, onside kicks that fail. Uh, stuff like that. I, I, I'm not blaming him for the kicker sucking. Bull, we go back yeah. to that documentary. We watch uh, the quarterback's documentary on yeah. Netflix. About, but if you haven't seen it, just go watch it. And one of the things I'm going to pick out there is, is when Patrick Mahomes is at the facility, he's doing everything that other quarterbacks do. On his, uh, after he leaves there, yeah. he's going to do high-intensity workouts to train special parts of his game. You think Patrick Mahomes throws sidearm just because he can? No, he works on that. His flexibility. He's doing all of this fast, yeah. full speed with his independent contracted uh, coach. So my thing is, why aren't the kickers – with independent coaches all year. Why haven't why don't why haven't these teams the only full time kicking coordinator or kicking coach that they have ironically is for the best kicker and, Ravens, and with, with yeah. the Ravens. Why do you I don't get that. why don't you yeah. have gurus science if you talking about his, the ball is coming off his foot looking like a helicopter. That's all about physics. That's trajectory. That's how hard you kick it. That's velocity. Those are all different things that you can get science type guys to come in and work with them all year. Yeah, I don't understand why teams don't besides the Ravens, as you say, don't have a specific kicking coach. The special teams coaches are never kickers. No, never that I can ever remember. So what can Bubba Ventrone teach Cade York about kicking? I mean, he, he, that's not. It's, like getting, and it, it, it's probably nothing. Again, it was just a thought. Yeah. It's not no, even I something know. that I, I believe. It, it yeah. was just a thought. No, but I get it. But to his point, I'm saying, why don't you hire a kicking coach? And, and to your point, you know, teams in the NFL mimic everything that everybody else do. You mimic right. RPOs. You, you, you mimic <laughs> all these different defensive fronts. You mimic everything yeah. else. And if I'm every team in the NFL and I look at Justin Tucker and I look at the Baltimore Ravens, Knowing that this man has a kicking coordinator or a kicking coach, and he's the best kicker in the NFL, if I'm every other team, okay, let me copy and paste this just like I copy and paste everything, everything else. else. I'm, I'm, I just yeah. I, I don't know if they get it. Maybe maybe because everything the kicker does is proprietary knowledge. Like Phil Dawson and all these guys, this is just trial and error. They learn it, you know, they do it. But but I, I really feel like there should be some repetition and some stuff that you can look at that, that basically helps you get better. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But the, right. the best point of this as we yeah. wrap it up is Robbie Gould should be the guy in camp no doubt. Uh, on the phone right now. No, and you're right. The Niners are probably calling him too. So the Browns can't mess around. If yeah. I'm the Browns, I'm saying to Robbie Gould, what's it going to take to get you here? You want $10 million? Welcome aboard. Mikey. Uh, two things in a super chat. Earl, I did mention on Behind the Glass that there were some other special teams issues that I did think you could look at Ventrone with, but as far sure. as the actual kick itself, that'd be like us getting mad at AVP because Deshaun Watson overthrows a deep ball or something. Right. It, it, he helps, but that's not necessarily on him. I got that's two fair. super chats to read here real quick. And whenever we read you guys, super chats is brought to us by our dear friends at PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Manor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We have damn near 2,000 people live watching right now. That is phenomenal. Salute to and we have two super chats on Cade York. 
that show the yin and the yang of how Browns fans feel about number three. First comes from Professor Chaos. I'm sorry, guys. I would still ride with Cade York. <laughs> and then Kenny Moss says, York was so bad that Casey was rubbing it in our faces by having their safety kick it in. Oh, wow. That's, that's facts. I remember that. Yeah. That, that, that. See, I don't do, I don't do well with that. I, I would have went in and, 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 and tore up the locker room. That yeah. kind of stuff like that because I would be so mad yeah. as a player. I guess I want to know why the guy would like to, K, K, uh, like to keep K York. But that's the type of stuff that we're talking about here, right? Like, what, and what, re- what reason would you want to keep him? Because he was a fourth-round pick? Because he's young? Because he has all this potential? I, I mean, mean, potential is a bunch of stuff yeah. that you haven't done yet. This team is ready-made to try to go win a Super Bowl right now. And you want to hold on to a kicker for what reason? What reason? It's hard to believe we're here after he made that game-winning 58-yard field goal the first week against Carolina last year. But it's, it's been less mostly than 65 days. Missed, six, missed eight of his last 24 field goals last year. Has been a disaster in the preseason. You can't wait on him. It's time to move on, guys. Deshaun Watson threw 10 passes in the final preseason game of the year. Mm -hmm. He was 5 of 10. He had, I think, 92 92 yards, I believe, and a touchdown. Uh, What did you guys think of his performance, G. Bush? I thought thought there was some, you know, I thought that this is the closest we've seen to what Deshaun Watson can offer. Um, it was glimpses of it, um, and I think he's. It was much more uh, comfortable than what we saw. Uh, the two fumbles, I don't put that on on him. That those are just running back errors, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Um, there was a throw that I thought Elijah Moore ran an out route that he kind of skipped it to him. Um, you know, he kind of missed that route. That but was a bad throw. That was a bad throw. Yeah. Um, but I, I also think that you saw the money show, the money shots. You you talking about that seam route to D- DPJ? That's an elite quarterback throw. Uh, right off the bat, crazy. The touchy through on a corner route with, with uh, Njoku, beautiful. Put a touch on it, dropped it in the bucket. They work on that. Throwing the ball in the bucket from the corner and practice from OTAs. I thought that was beautiful. Then you got to see his mobility. You got to see him move out. Now, basically, he had to move out the way because Jedrick Wills got <laughs> destroyed again. <laughs> By a second team. By a second team, the <laughs> yeah, end, getting right. pushed all in the backfield. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson, he scrambles, escapes, find Amari Cooper down the uh, sideline, 50-something yards. Um, and, and I just think those are the plays, the mobility, the arm strength, some of the impromptu stuff. I really, really thought he played his best game in the offseason. He had a couple of bad throws here or there. Um, but I was, I was in, encouraged by what I saw. Yeah, same Earl? here. I thought Deshaun Watson played well. Not great, but he played well. Uh, to your point, a couple throws, both of, both of the throws that I thought was pretty poor throws, both went to Elijah Moore. It seemed like they was just downward in trajectory. Mm-hmm. It's kind of skipped the ground or whatever. But I saw a lot of good things. You know, I seen the timing. I seen the chemistry that I was looking for. That same route that he hit DPJ on. I mean, that was a perfect timing pattern right there. Uh, you talk about the touchdown to David Njoku. You can tell the chemistry between him and Njoku has grown. They talked about on the broadcast about Njoku liking the ball in certain areas to where he can only go get it. So you can see that chemistry and development there. I thought you seen the athleticism and the playmaking playmaking ability when the pocket broke down and he was able to roll out and hit Amari Cooper on the fly. Again, the word chemistry. You seen Amari Cooper stop on the route, realize what was going on, and then kind of make his way downfield. Um, it makes me feel very comfortable about this offense heading into week one against the Cincinnati Bengals. Like yourself, I know some people want to put those two fumbles on Deshaun Watson. I can't 
The reason being, I've seen that play run with every other running back in the backfield, and the handoff to running back exchange was smooth. Yeah. So, you know, Wilkins was there for a cup of coffee, and clearly it, it didn't work. But overall, I thought Deshaun Watson played pretty well, and I think that by seeing how he played in those three series, he led two touchdown drives. Of course, they had the turnover. I'm comfortable with what I've seen heading into week one. I thought I, I'm in agreement. I thought he played pretty well. It certainly wasn't great. There were some bad throws. It's hard to listen. It's hard to judge. Deshaun Watson's thrown 13 passes in the preseason. Right. It's not enough of a sample size. A QBR is stupid when it's that few passes. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I like you guys have both mentioned. I thought the Donovan Peoples Jones throw was actually his best throw. It Mike, was. He lost his mind on Twitter. Uh, saying that David Njoku throw was the greatest throw in the history of football. I don't know. That was, that was, a little, that was like Tyvesay. I did not say it was the greatest Sean throw in the history like of football, Brady. but it was a perfectly thrown touchdown It was a great pass. throw. I, you guys didn't mention the throw to Amari Cooper for the long completion, which I thought was a nice throw as well. Yeah, the, the one where he scrambled out? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he yeah, just we, talked we, about Jed Wills yeah, yeah. getting burned. I yeah, just thought Jed, Jed, Jed Wills. Yeah, did, that's true. He, like, I'm like, man, this guy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I looked at that, and again, because I, I keep using the word chemistry, right? Because to me, with the offense being so new and so different and him having the keys to the offense, I really wanted to see what the chemistry looked like with, between him and his guys. Yeah. And when Jed Wills got beat and that play broke down, you could see Amari Cooper adjust his route. Right. And so it's like they were on the same page. Okay, this is what we're going to do yeah. if this situation happens. And, and so just seeing that chemistry with him and his guys, um, I'm looking forward to it. You could tell Elijah Moore is a guy that he, he likes to target. I don't know if it's because Elijah Moore is short, but it seems like a lot of his passes, him, yeah. is kind of heading in a, in a downward direction. And, and let me let me tell you this: I don't want to I want I want to jump the gun here, but when Deshaun Watson, I think he was talking to Mary Kay Cappy, he said, he said it's going to be explosive. He said fireworks. He yeah. said fireworks. Something he said week on. one's going to be fireworks. And yeah. you know why I feel like he said that? It wasn't necessarily what other people did. You notice everybody got a little touch. DPJ. Like that. Mari, Mari Cooper running the scrambles, real quarterback scrambling. You know, look at the quarterback, get eye contact, move downfield. He hit him on that one. But the biggest, the biggest news was. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He's going to get Marquise Goodwin back. See, we, we're going to get there, G. Look, 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 look. I'm going to give you too much, but now, that was, he's he feeling good about that To be one. fair, I don't think we know enough about the chemistry yet. Again, he's only thrown 13 passes in the preseason. Uh, he's had now a full off season with some of these guys. Elijah Moore's new. You know, some teams, you're not going to have the, he's not going to have the same chemistry with these guys that Joe Burrow has with his guys. Because right. they've played a lot longer together. But I think there were signs, I agree with you, that there is some developing chemistry. There'll be moments where it'll be off because they still haven't played a lot together long enough. Uh, you know, let's, Deshaun Watson has still played very little football for the Browns very. when it's all said and done, and Elijah Moore is new. But there was a lot of good things to take out of what he did in this game. By the way, 
Speaking of quarterbacks, I never. Who the hell is Steve Bouchelle, who started for the Kansas City Chiefs? Played at SMU. No idea who Texas that guy is. Legend. He looked. He looked horrendous. But that guy. didn't Bo- didn't Bouchelle go to Texas first? And then transfer to SMU. And then who knew Blaine Gabbert was still in the league? I didn't. Well, either. I, I did because they signed him to replace Chad Henney. They just replaced the old dinosaur backup quarterback yeah. with a new old dinosaur. Why didn't they start? If Gabbert's going to be the backup, why didn't he start the game instead of Bouchelle? Andy, I thought Patrick Mahomes was going to play. When did they say he wasn't playing? I, I thought this whole week we were leading up to. I didn't see it until right before the game. Uh, I thought I he was know. playing as well. I, that just goes. I know yeah. why he ain't playing. They didn't want to get a Browns. They they don't want to have nothing for the Browns. <laughs> you know, go ahead and say it. You was about to say something. They don't. They, they what? They, they, they were scared of that pass rush. <laughs> they don't want no parts of that because it was teased that Miles Garrett was going to play, right? No, 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 no. no. no he's the only one that they said was not him and Chubb. Hey, they don't want no part. Did you see what Zadarius Smith did to their their, their uh, tackle? That yeah, was embarrassing. Beat him up on that. Part. Uh, hey, one thing on Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure if you guys picked up on this, but to me, the two things that stood out to me most about Deshaun Watson's performance, and I'm with you guys. I thought it was pretty solid overall. One, how frustrated he got with Wilkins on those botched handoffs. Yeah. Like he was p- legitimately pissed off at Wilkins, and I love to see. My quarterback, who's had very limited time in the preseason, be so adamant about staying on the field and be legitimately yeah. pissed off that someone else ruined his playing time. It's, it's yep. a minute the thing. The quarterback's got to get on players when they screw up. That's and, part and of being a quarterback. I love to see that. I love to see that. Second from Watson, we just haven't seen him throw a lot, especially in the preseason. The fact that we saw the full arsenal of arm difference between him and some other guys, I thought was pretty evident. The bullet to DPJ on that skinny post was an absolute piss missile. The lob to Njoku in the back of the end zone. Ever. All right, we're going to just skip back past Y'all never heard of a piss missile? No. Keep going, Mikey. Keep going, man. Y'all, Why? We're going to skip up bull. I've never heard of Laser beam heard. dart? Whatever. Is it piss <laughs> I might have to go with that one. That's, that's I, I mean, it was slick. It, yeah. It, <laughs> Well, uh, so we're gonna have to make a UCSS calendar of words <laughs> that we've invented. It slap dicks on it. Yeah. Piss missile. We'll just keep adding. But it was a piss missile. Yeah. Phenomenal throw. The lob float pass to Njoku in the end zone. There's really only one place you can put that without the safety undercutting it. Maybe not the greatest throw of all time. You're right, Bull. It's a damn good throw. And then the arm talent to escape running left, throwing across his body to hit Cooper after, as G so eloquently put it, Jed Wolves yeah. got broken into I know he was wide open but that's a crossbody throw 30 yards downfield we but saw the full arsenal of what is yeah. in Deshaun Watson's right arm. most importantly starting tomorrow we no longer have to talk about preseason football facts yeah and now we can actually talk about how he performs in games that matter in games that really count against starters and guys that are doing everything to win that I can't wait for cut down day is tomorrow got to be down to 53 tomorrow and uh Full speed ahead. I, I, what'd you think of the other quarterbacks yesterday? They all had basically the same numbers. I, all, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> I, I thought DTR he had a really nice rope to uh, uh, Central Tillman. Tillman. Yeah, he that, threw yeah, that, that throw was and he crazy. got hit, he got hit up underneath the chin and everything. Threw it in anticipation, looked off the backside. I was yeah. like, "Yo, backside dig, that was nice." Now here's the thing, also too. I did see that DTR kind of looked like a rookie just because he held on the ball a little bit longer, right? Yeah. You didn't see the same kind of one, two, three ball out, one, two, three, four, five right. ball out. Or if it's not there, take take off and scramble. You really didn't get a chance to see that. But um, I, I like what Coach Stefanski did. He basically, I would have liked to see him a couple more series, but then I forgot. 
He's the number two quarterback. So, yeah, they don't ain't going to get him smashed. So, I was like, dang, man, with DTR coming out. I'm like, man, why, bro? You got to give him some looks. And then was like, oh, I forgot he's number two. Yeah, I mean, DTR capped off what has been an amazing offseason for himself, right? I mean, he's one of the highest rated quarterbacks in a preseason. He didn't turn the ball over not one time. He was able to grow each week. And then even like with Kansas, with the Kansas City Chiefs game, not being comparable to his performances in the other games, you got to understand you're going to get some Super Bowl champions to where the level of competition is different. The level of coaching is different. And for him to still go out there and have some success. But it was backups. It, it was backups. Well, but it was probably third stringers by it, then. It was backups. But, you know, when you're being coached by Andy Reid, it, it hit a little different from when and, you're going and, against. And you arrowhead. T- yeah, yeah. It just, it just, the whole thing hits a little different. So I, I thought he played well. I thought Kellen Mond played well. Um, the Browns have a pretty solid quarterback room. I think DTR will have a, a fun experience sitting behind Deshaun Watson this season. Please. And, and learning please the ropes. Don't have him play at all the single snap this year. Yeah, if, if it's like it's, I said, except for games, maybe let's see him play game seventeen when when they're locked into their playoffs. Actually, that's what I want to see. actually, you start to see as demonstrative as Deshaun Watson was when that when the running back dropped the football twice. Yeah, uh, he that shows me that like he's starting to feel he's in that quarterback. Like Joe Burrow don't come out of games, and it don't matter if you were Patrick Mahomes when he was hurt. He said, no, 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 I'm not coming yeah. out the game. Yeah. Deshaun Watson is not coming. He's not Jacoby Brissett. He's not. Right, this right, year, right, yeah. he'll tell. No, we're not, not going to do that. You can definitely tell that this is his team. Yeah. That, that, that's the biggest difference, I think, for me from last year to this year. Just from everything that we know transpired in the offseason, when you see his body language on the football field, yeah. when you see him interacting with his teammates, you know, you see a guy who, okay, this is my team. I'm in control. I'm a leader. You know, I'm the captain because I'm pretty sure he will be wearing a C on his jersey this year. Yeah. You just It's a night and day difference from last year to this year. And you see yeah. him taking total command. And I think that, you know, energy transfers. And if that's the type of energy that you're giving off, then damn it, it should be a fun season in Cleveland for the Browns. I'm not ready to go as far as you, Earl, about his leadership and command of the offense yet. I think it's trending that way. I'm not as quite ready to say it's 100% there. I did think it was a good sign when he did, you know, the, yeah. the arrow. Yes. Because I think we, we didn't, I feel like we didn't, maybe we did see it. And I Probably just seen it. Like, no, I, no I, we I didn't see it that. at all last year. We did needed not see that. It. Was, That's cocky Deshaun. We yeah. need cocky Deshaun because cocky Deshaun is a great player. Yeah. Timid Deshaun yeah. is just a guy. Yeah, yeah he, yeah. He, I need cocky Deshaun. Cocky Deshaun. Need. Remember his first playoff game against the Buffalo Bills? He gets hit from two defenders coming in the opposite directions. Yeah, yeah. Spins out, throws the touchdown pass, immediately flexes yeah. the muscles. That's, That's the Deshaun Watson That's we, we want to see here. There. He's getting there. That's right? the guy we want to see here. Mikey McNuggets. I got two things to mention. Aditi may join us early, so okay. bear with me for one yeah. sec. But if you wanted the Sean Watson jersey, a Nick Chubb jersey, any other jersey, any other Brown swag, anything you want to rock your favorite team's apparel this you better head over to fanatics.com slash UCSS to get your gear. We get a little kickback if you use that link. So help out your favorite Cleveland sports show, yeah. a.k.a. us, while we help you get swagged out for the upcoming football season. I have two things to mention before we get to our next topic. Yeah. Shout out to DP Dog 21 for – no, Phil Bowman, excuse me, at two extra super chats. But Phil Bowman gifted five memberships today. So, nice, Phil, Phil, we appreciate that. We have two super chats real quick. Uh, guys, you know, confidence goes a long way, and I love seeing the bow and arrow celebration from Watson. I think that's huge for him, as we just alluded to. Yeah. And then Kevin Robinson wants to know, and, uh, Bull, you can answer this real quick before I set you up for the next one. 
Has Batonio being out affected Jed Will's preseason play at all, or are those two not correlated? I, I think it's possible. I mean, listen, G in particular has been very hard on Jedrick Wills. I, I don't love him either, but I'm probably not on, as down on him as you are, but I'm not high on him. But I think Batonio not playing certainly helped. I mean, we talked about how important Batonio is. Yeah. I mean, he's the rock. It, yeah, I'm sure for, for Jedrick Wills having, uh, what's his name? Who's been playing left guard? Dunn? Yeah. yeah. Dunn. You know, I mean, it's a pretty big drop-off from Batonio to Dunn. Huge. So it probably, I would say it probably factors in for his struggles some. Yeah, that's a little bit. Like, yeah. he, when you got a strong guy on, on, with guard, there's a lot of times you could pass people off, especially if they're right. doing running any games, twist or text. Yeah. You, he could give him a third eye, kind of give him a punch. Because usually, Batonio can handle a guy inside of him. So he could punch and give him a little help to the inside, and he could, could worry about getting his kick slide and running people past the shot. Where we can't help Jedrick Wills is if he doesn't anchor and get his head out of blocks. This is a lot of times he misses because he leans over and puts his head in the block, and guys are just bull rushing him. Yeah. So he got bull rushed into Deshaun Watson. I think it's just more along the along the era of technique with him. Um, when his technique gets bad, he gets really bad. Yeah. When he when his technique and his footwork are clean, he's he's a solid player. But his technique it's just is inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. Mike, uh, are we going to have a Didi? Because if, if we're going to have her in a couple minutes, maybe I'll tell my Pittsburgh story now. We'll save wide receivers to after. Well, I was going to say, we got a whole wide receiver topic. Do we want to talk about Anthony Schwartz real quick in its own yeah, little segment it. before we get to okay. a Didi? Because I feel like you should tell your Pittsburgh story with a Didi, being that she's married yes. to a Pittsburgh guy. With so, a Didi? Okay. So let's save that. All right, Anthony so let's Schwartz talk about Anthony Schwartz. We'll get to cut. the rest of the wide receiver room later. It's finally happened, guys. Mm -hmm. Something we've all been expecting this entire training camp is now official. The Browns have cut Anthony Schwartz. This was a no-brainer. Uh, there was really no argument to keep him on the team. And we've talked about Andrew Berry being hesitant to cut his draft picks. He finally did one for the first time last year. Anthony Schwartz has been one of his worst picks. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no signs of any, any ability to play. Maybe he'll go somewhere else and do something, but I doubt it, Earl. I mean, I, I think Anthony Schwartz is, is not an NFL player. Like you said, no-brainer, not surprised here, yeah. nothing, nothing to see here. Third-round pick, a lot of speed, never lived up to the potential. Mm -hmm. I think he got, what, less than 15 career receptions, 186 career yards. The one touchdown that you see on the screen, that was a rushing touchdown. It wasn't even a receiving yeah. touchdown. So, you know, you, you look at this, uh, I give Andrew Berry credit for moving on and cutting the guy that he drafted, but also give the Cleveland Browns credit as, as well for giving Schwartz every opportunity to succeed, giving him every opportunity to show what he had. You know, you look at last preseason, you look at this preseason, early on it seemed like a lot of plays were scripted to get him the ball. A lot of plays were scripted to give him the opportunities to build that self-confidence and to have success. And he just couldn't do it, you know, and it's, and it's okay. You know, you went out there, you gave it your best shot, you tried. He even tweeted out, hey, thanks for the opportunity. Me personally, I don't think he's an NFL football player no. either. But if I wanted to look at a situation glass half full, you know, it's about not necessarily being knocked down, but how can you respond to being knocked down? And for some guys, you know, they need to get cut. They need situations like this for, the, for to happen to them in order to bring out the best in him. So yeah. I don't know yeah, what his never future know. I don't know what his future holds. Yeah. I'm just glad that the Cleveland Browns moved on. Gee, I don't, I don't think uh, Anthony Schwartz failed because he wasn't necessarily a hard worker. I just don't think he's a football player. He's, a, he's an athlete, but he's not a football player. Yeah, he, he talked about and, and a lot of it is 
He talked about his mental health a little bit. This is an article in Cleveland.com. He talked about why did he start coming out talking about his mental health. And he said, just to show it's a real thing, uh, like it's not a made-up story that people try to call it. It's a thing um, because if you're depressed, if you're anxious, that can really affect you, not only in the field, but in life. And that's just the thing I want to show us athletes go through, too. And if you're an athlete, you're not alone in this. Everyone goes through something. Don't be scared to speak out. He saw about, you know, he was at one point in August, he was in a locker room and he had almost a panic attack and people, his teammates had to help him out because, you know, just all of the stuff that was on social media or Twitter, he said that that just started to compound and it really affected his play on the field. Um, one of the things that, and I, I, like you said, when you talk about Anthony Schwartz, sometimes, sometimes you start late in life. I started playing football later when I was 14. So sometimes you don't have the fundamentals that everybody else has. So when you look at Anthony Schwartz, sometimes you could be given an opportunity and you may not be ready for the opportunity. I don't think Anthony Schwartz was ready to become a third round pick, but when you are a third round pick, all those expectations come with it. So for me, Earl, I think he wasn't prepared to be a receiver. And when you're not prepared, you're not a natural receiver, not a natural catcher of the ball, you split time between track and football. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is you could be put on that stage and not be ready. If they would, if I would have been in this role right here without any really formal training, uh, being on UCSS, if they'd have gave me this opportunity five years ago, mm-hmm. I could have got up here and bombed. But five years later, I was more seasoned. I was ready for the opportunity. And sometimes it's about being ready for the opportunity and having that skill set that you can lean on. For him, unfortunately, I don't think he had the skill set to lean on. He didn't really have in his mind he was going to do that as a football player. So for him, he could still get there. He could, he could get coaches. He got the opportunity. His feet is wet. Now go back and do the work. Get a, get a trainer. Get a receiver's coach. Work on your routes. Work on all of those things because the speed is there. Now work on becoming a receiver that is fast, not just a fast guy trying to be a receiver. We got to go to Aditi now. Let's bring, okay. in, let's bring in Aditi. Before we bring in Aditi, oh. yes. I got to do one more fast read. We did Behind the Glass this weekend, Earl and myself. Like we said, it was a record-breaking edition. A lot of it was bit of a therapy session after the Cade York missed field goal. We are doing a behind the glass tomorrow at 4 p.m. Right as the final cuts are made, we'll be reacting to whatever moves the Browns make, and hopefully we'll get some breaking news within that hour to see who the Browns bring in. So behind the glass, myself, Anthony, and Earl, tomorrow at 4 o'clock. We'll see you then. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.